Hello, this is MJ. I love tokusatsu and comics, and this is my comics channel, Swinging Through Comics, so I'm going to talk about a tokusatsu comic book. It's called Beast Heart Strikers, and it's being done by a creative team of Pitts, Hunter, and the uh, letterer's name I'm going to have a really hard time pronouncing, so I will do that uh, in a moment when I have the actual credits pulled up. But uh, I do want to say that I saw an announcement for this the other day. I don't remember from who it was somewhere on twitter and i said hey i should check this out it's tokusatsu it's comic books uh i like both those things let's uh let's do this so we've got a super sentai themed team here they're all based on animal spirits and uh we have a cover here i was a little surprised or taken aback by the like sepia tone layered over uh this image of the characters here i thought that was an interesting choice uh, the letterer is frank svetkovic i would think is how that name set set maybe i'm not sure how to pronounce that name but i recognize something about the art and i realized that it was probably done by the same guy joe hunter who did radical guardian skater x which uh, has two issues out on comiXology so uh, i do own those and i have read those um maybe it's time to review them again though read them again and review them again um put them up next to this um to this beast heart strikers so i've decided i'm going to start off negative and then go positive, and then give my overall thoughts. So I'm, I guess I'm going to uh, start with the lows, go to the highs, and then say overall what I thought about the, the comic. So uh, first of all, um, <laughs> I didn't like the idea that, you know, after millennia of fighting, the bad guy was still uh, very easy to beat. And uh, that was displeasing to me. I didn't like that idea. And then this uh, bit of dialogue here with the way he keeps losing to us, Lady Neve, you, so you know he can't be that smart to begin with. I'm either an idiot or that sentence needs to be reworked because it doesn't quite make sense to me. It doesn't have a flow to it. Anyway, also there was Neve, Nam, uh, a lot of N and you know Ray. I, I don't know. The names were a little a little funky for me. Also, I don't know. Like, is the guy gold? Is he supposed to be the king? And is uh, Naradia or whatever her name is, uh, supposed to be his daughter, the daughter of the queen, and you know who's dead. And uh, is he supposed to be way older than her? Is his hair gray? Uh, everybody has the same lines on their faces, uh, like crossing their nose and their cheeks a little bit. So I couldn't tell. Like, is he supposed to have age lines on his face or not? And I think some of the other characters have a, a smirk or whatever too, and they get a lip, or a line around their mouth and. Um, you know, obviously cartoons, comics, they're abstractions. So, uh, you can't have, all, I mean, you can have all the detail in there. Like if you've ever seen, well, I mean like any number of artists who do photorealistic art, not Greg Land, but like people who do it for realsies, uh, like Chuck Close, he was a painter. He would do these, um, he wouldn't just do black and white. Anyway, he would do hyper realistic, uh, paintings. They would look like photos. <clears throat> anyway, I'm not demanding that. I just, uh, this style of face, uh, <laughs> I have a I have a big problem with, and and that's kind of what I'll something I'll expand on more as I talk about the comic. But uh, anyway, just the similarity in the way the faces are drawn, uh, they're all very abstract, so it's very difficult to have any detail on them that's distinctive as far as uh, making them distinguishable. Uh, they are very expressive faces, however, uh, and that's a good thing. It's just, if you zoomed in, or if I zoomed in, 
I couldn't see the eyes, the nose, and the mouth and know for sure, hey, this is this person. Um, you know, the heads get to be different shapes and things like that uh, to give uh, you know different impression of, of the character. But I, don't know, I, I struggled with that a little bit. I actually have a little bit more to say about that. The the just round black eyes, uh, they feel a little soulless and dead to me. Like, I know, well, anyway, I, I, I'm weird about comics. Uh, I My exposure was to, like, 70s Marvel early on, and then I had, you know, like, I just caught the tail end of, like, G.I. Joe and things like that. Uh, we're in the world is Carmen Sandiego and... Uh, you know, the X-Men cartoon from the 90s and Spider-Man and, like, all these shows that were going with character designs that were less abstracted and uh, trying to be, you know, semi-photorealistic on a budget. Um, Captain Planet is another great one. Uh, so just, like, the way these faces are drawn bugs me. And the same thing with, like, Calvin and Hobbes. And, and anyway, I could go on, but, like, I don't like cartooning. Uh, I've learned that there's more of a nuance to it and that the expression is more important, but I do have a bias against it. So uh, I hope I'm not being unfair um, because there is some great action and some great things done with these characters, but just it's, I don't know, man, some of those cartooned faces uh, really gets me and I have a hard time uh, dealing with it. And it's just, uh, I'm just throwing it out there that I do have a bias against that and I want to be fair uh, in my assessment of this and just let that be known 100% uh, and, and be totally upfront about it. I don't want to be like the art teacher in traditional schools who criticizes their students for drawing uh, anime-style characters when that's most of the, uh, you know, compelling animation that they may have been exposed to or that happens to be their favorite style of character because, uh, you know, that stinks. So if you grew up on something else and therefore you have different character designs, that's fine. It's not a big deal. I'm the one who has to change. Anyway, uh, what is done with the art, though, is fantastic. I love this slash when they get to their Megazord type thing, their giant robot or it seems like they all form into one body. Anyway, there's this great thing where they're fighting... What's the guy's name? Zellberg? Ber, Ber, <laughs> Belzig? Uh, the, the Mothman guy that they're fighting. Anyway, um, you know, back in the past, they're uh, fighting him. And, and I'm going to try to go super light on spoilers here. Um, I don't think this is a thing that's dependent on, you know, like, oh, you have to, you know, not spoil the twist or else it'll ruin it. Because uh, I think it was better written than that. That's, that's what I'm saying. Anyway, uh, but still, I'll try to go light on details to make this compelling and enticing for people to go check out because I think they should. Uh, I guess that's a spoiler for my review. Anyway, uh, I really liked the... Uh, gosh, one of the things I like uh, or that I'm beginning to have an appreciation for is like the uniqueness of layouts and things that can be done with... Um, it's not graphic design. It's I don't remember how you call text design, but like the way text is designed and laid out, and like doing different things with the panels, doing the vertical slits to show like the passage time and whatever. Anyway, drawing the slash like sound effect and then having a slash cut through it is beautiful. Like in the moment, it just felt so good. Uh, I think Mothman was trying to like uh, like reason or I don't know, gloat or do something villainous, and uh, the heroes just abruptly slash through, cut him down and uh, end his uh, little bit of speech, which is something I always wish the Power Rangers would have done. Like, hey, why don't you guys just get the Megazord, stomp on the thing, and then when it grows big, or as it's growing big, just stomp on it again, you know? Or like slash as it's coming up. Um, that would be way easier. So uh, anyway, I, I kind of like the, uh, the genre, you know, breaking or bending there with how they approached uh, the big bad there uh, at the end, but then also uh, just like that, whatever, graphic, 
text design with the slash going through. Beautiful, beautiful. And I noticed afterwards that that's actually on the cover. It's going through Strikers on uh, Beast Heart Strikers uh, on the cover. Uh, but that's a great thing, and it should carry through. I don't know whose decision that was, but that was a great decision. Uh, my hat's off to you. Uh, things get better from there uh, in the combat, uh, which it was a little hard to understand exactly what was going on. Um, there was something about digging a hole and like trying to get this uh, monster they were fighting into position, whatever, in the... Well, anyway, the Beast Heart Strikers end up fighting, and, well... Yeah, I, I won't spoil too much, but it was a little hard to follow, but panel to panel, uh, things were exciting, and I could see uh, like the progression of the little things that they were doing all adding up to you know the crescendo of the end of this fight, and that was really neat. Uh, I like the fact that they all have uh, you know, unique powers, which, you know, no big deal, that's a you know, Super Sentai type of thing, but like this kind of pushes it. Um, they all have the same base suits, but their helmets are very different, and uh, it reflects what kind of powers they have based on you know what kind of animal uh, their powers are coming after. And uh, they have you know a great group transformation, and that was really fun to see. And uh, I actually wanted to focus on that, but that's something I'll actually get to later. Actually, one more nitpick: I don't like that the bottom half of their faces are uncovered until they like get into action. I, I get why that's probably happening. It's probably for expression and things like that. It just, uh, I don't get it. Why would you do that? Uh, unless they're going to be eating and drinking in those. Um, whatever. Uh, but then there's a really great, uh, so like I said, I, I criticize the faces, but very expressive, very good. Uh, there's this, I think it's a great uh, comedic beat where, uh, I can't remember the princess's name. Um, she gets hit by a weapon and it's supposed to, you know, do this drastic thing to her, and she's, you know, had it talk. It's been talked up, basically, uh, just in the panel before, and uh, she gets hit with it, and she kind of looks at it like, oh, nothing happened, and then the next panel, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, something's happening, and uh, it just, it really worked. Uh, it was an interesting build of tension, and then it hits that point, and uh, I guess it pops with the laugh, and then like, oh no, seriously, something is happening to her. Um, so I really appreciated that. That's excellent writing, excellent uh, uh, writing in the art as well. I guess I should say scripting and then you know, writing in the art. So this villain who's come to be known as Mothman, he and all his fellow, or, or I guess all his minions, are uh, in this really cool looking like squid base that's, uh, it, anyway, it just looks really cool. It's like holding on to a bit of rock and it looks like a factory. Uh, you know, because they make stuff there, like monsters or whatever. And it's very cool. It's orbiting Earth. Just super, super cool, super classic. Uh, and I really like it. And it seems like all of the uh, enemies are based off of cryptozoology. Like, the foot soldiers are these, you know, mantis creatures. And they're not really... They're more like a nod to Kamen Rider, maybe. Um, but uh, the rest of them, uh, they seem to be these cool cryptozoology uh, things so like he's Mothman, which is you know Mothman. <laughs> um, there's like a werewolf. It looks like um, there's uh, like a goat person. A, there's a chupacabra too. There's like a bunch of weird creatures, and uh, it's really cool. I like the setup, and I like the feeling that there's all these enemies that the Beast Heart Strikers will have to face at one point. And honestly, everything that went on in the villain camp, like it was interesting that they were pointing out, like, man, we keep getting beaten. You know, this one guy is setting up all our attacks against the Beast Heart Strikers or against, you know, the Terrans, uh, which I like that they call it, like the Terran resistance, resistance or something, um, which is a cool little note, uh, kind of geeky. They wouldn't call them the Beast Heart Strikers. They would just call them, you know, kids, teenagers, Terrans, or things, whatever, um, you know, to be dismissive of them or 
or just because they don't know them. They don't, there's, they're, they're not, it's not like they have, you know, uh, Zordon's view screen where he knows all about them, you know, each and every single monster and can give it a name and all that stuff. So I like that. But anyway, um, so I like the setup, the feel, uh, and the vibe of what's going on with the villain faction and what development there is, uh, because Mothman is really upset about what's going on, it seems like uh, it's going to set the story up to continue, and for there to be at least a few issues of his, you know, campaign against them, uh, and it'll create opportunities for more stories for the Beach Heart Strikers to have victories, losses, whatever. Uh, I think it's interesting, and honestly, I would like to see the series continue. Uh, I'd be interested in uh, getting more story and. Uh, seeing more of what these characters can do. There were some cool uh, combat bits uh, where we got to see them doing some interesting things, and uh, well, I'd like to see more of that. Uh, I think there's a lot of interesting ideas here. Um, it feels, and this is not an insult in any way, it feels like very much a pastiche of tokusatsu. Um, there's a lot of Super Sentai in there, there's some Kamen Rider, there's some Power Rangers, I feel like, uh, and it's all done fairly well. Um, like, some of the dialogue was a little too... Uh, Quick. Uh, there's a little bit too much back and forth like I'm supposed to know these characters already I get the sense that they know each other very well and that they've done this before but like getting into it I just like I didn't catch everybody's names um, I didn't want to have to go back it was a quick read though which I liked it was a very quick read it was very fluid it all felt like it flowed and that was commendable uh, and it was a lot of fun it's just there were certain things I had a hard time remembering uh, like the names like one they're new and two they're uh, like different they're you know high fantasy some of the names are like high fantasy so it's like I can't like that's gonna take me a while to learn um, and then uh, as far as the characters themselves uh, I don't know that I got such a good vibe from each of the characters like maybe I did maybe I didn't like we didn't spend that much time with them in their civilian forms we got to see them all kind of being dumbfounded hearing the story from uh, the princess I'm just gonna have to say the princess uh, and then uh, you know, who's their mentor, which I think is a cool idea. Uh, I like that, especially because she's battle-hardened, and, and uh, I think, you know, there could be some cool perspectives that she can share with them or, or give to them that another type of mentor wouldn't be able to necessarily. Um, but anyway, I don't know. I like the setup. I like what's going on. I just, I'd like a little more time and for it to be a little more, uh, I don't know, kind of a better instruction to the characters. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how it goes uh, in subsequent issues and... I don't really know that I have much more to say. Although I would recommend, definitely if you like Tokusatsu, check out check out this comic book. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, probably some people into Tokusatsu would like it more than I do because there's like I don't know, there's some uh, current deisms that aren't super uh, that I'm not super into that are there uh, that I'm sure other people would like really be excited about or really commend. Um, but they're just kind of uh, I don't know. They don't do much for me either way. So in summation, this is a definite recommend. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, like I said, if you like Kukusatsu, I think you will too. Uh, and, you know, good job to the creators. Uh, just do a little more QC because there was some stuff that I thought didn't quite flow. And like, I don't know, during the battle, maybe the dialogue was like, I don't know, not just not quite getting across the point because it seemed like they knew what they were doing, but it was hard for me to follow exactly what the heck was going on. But I don't know if that was intentional. I doubt it was, um, but I don't know. Anyway, thanks for sticking with me. Check out mjmunoz.com for more of my work. I'm an aspiring author who will gladly accept your financial support through coffee, or you can buy merch from my Redbubble store. Swinging Through Comics can be found on YouTube, 
iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and mgmunoz.com slash STC. Relevant links are in the show notes. If you had a good time, like and share this. Subscribe, ring that bell to catch me next time I'm swinging through comics. Also, if you want, folks, uh, you can... Oh, check out, uh, I recently did another Tokusatsu review. Uh, it was Skullman, uh, the Skullman manga from, I don't know what year, but by Shotaro Shinomori. And on, and that's on Swinging Through Comics, and then on my other channel, uh, <laughs> MJ Loves Toku, uh, I recently reviewed uh, Bishoujo Common Poitrine, Beautiful Mask Poitrine, uh, which was a really cool show, and it's a different uh, different sort of thing. So if you're into Tokusatsu and you haven't checked that out, uh, you can find links to where to find it. I believe Mega Beast Empire put it out. Um, and then you can uh, watch my review and comment about it and talk about it, because uh, that was pretty cool, and I think you'd like it too. Anyway, uh, that's all I have to say. Goodbye. <laughs>